It's showtime. Hey, welcome to Did You Watch Survivor last night? This is the only Survivor podcast. My name is Jay Chidell. Each week I ask my best friend Thomas Powell if he did indeed watch a certain reality show. Hey, Thomas, how are you doing today? Jake, I am doing great. I'm in my element. I have put my air conditioner away. Oh. I've put on my Christian fall lady hat. Drinking a damn pumpkin spice latte. It's fall. Mm. It's my time of year. What's your Christian fall lady hat? You know the the you've never seen the the memes of the like cri- the ladies that are like I love fall and they all wear like the same kind of hatted outfit. Um, I'm gonna Google it. Christ- yeah, Google fall Christian hat lady. Christian fall lady hat, hat hat hat. Oh sure, with the like really wide brim. Yep, and they always have like boots on. They always have boots on. Can we talk about these women and their boots? Boots without the fur. It's all no fur on these boots. It's which is ironic because it's getting cooler. So you would think you want fur on your boots. You know, I love a hot shin. Yeah, they're basically wearing the Pharrell hat. (laughs) When did did Pharrell reveal that hat to us? Was it? I want to say that it was like 2013. So yeah. it was like almost 10 years ago that this happened. And yet, but still was it in the fall? He's We're still a, talking about that hat. He's wearing a track suit jacket at the very least in most of these pictures. So my thinking is he, oh, December 15th, 2020. That's That can't be right. With crazy hat, Pharrell normalized weird fashion. I can't get into this right now. Thomas, you, no. you, you spiraled He references me. the... He references it on the song Move That Dope by Future, which came definitely came out in like 2014. So it was right around that time, I think. But was it in the fall? That's my question. Possibly. Was he drinking a spiced pumpkin spice latte? He was, he was drinking a, he was drinking a damn PSL. I think I had a dream last night, and this isn't her dream podcast. If you want to listen to that, it's on patreon.com slash just podcast. But I was getting a milkshake, I think, and they asked me if I wanted alcohol in it, but then they didn't like specify what kind of alcohol they had. Very confusing dream. Yeah, that's... Mm-hmm. Thank you. Is it that confusing? I feel like... I, when I say it was confusing, I mean I was confused in the dream. Yeah, you're like, what kind of what kind of booze are we talking? Yeah, it'd be great if they like refused to tell you. Like well, you don't get to know that they kind of did because they didn't like say, "Do you want alcohol in it?" They just kind of like implied it with their eyebrows, you know. Yeah, like, they're like, and eh, maybe a little mm-hmm. extra special adult and, beverage mm-hmm, version it, of it, huh? And I was like, like well, okay, what do you mean? Okay, you know. I was like, can I get some rum in it? Like, I don't know. It's ice cream, you know? I I, I had um, some rum. Rum and ice cream. Somebody to, uh, has never had rum raisin, it sounds like. Um, Classic ice cream flavor. Don't I don't think that I have. I had um I had a a bowl of brownie moose tracks last night from our good friends at Dean's ice cream. So maybe that's, that's that maybe that okay. I'm not a dream. big. I like like a consistent taste to an ice cream. I'm mm-hmm. not a big like we threw like fifty different things in here kind of mm-hmm. guy. I love which, like, I love a brownie and an ice cream. Oh, yeah, what just a great not, combination! Not a not a big like chocolate ice cream kind of guy. Kind of ice cream kind of guy. Are you pistachio. I am a pistachio ice cream kind of guy. You've actually nailed it. 
Yeah, I know that because you're a fucking nerd. No, it's good. Or like strawberry. Ooh, or... Nerd's ice cream. How about that? I like like a but. But strawberry is not a nerd ice cream. Go fuck yourself. I uh, I like like a butter <laughs> pecan. Um, okay. I like cherry Garcia. Cherry Garcia is good. That's got a bunch of shit in it too, doesn't it? I mean, kind. It's got like chocolate chunks, and then it just has like cherries, and that's it. And then it's a cherry ice cream. That's nice. Um, and uh, also, big fan of uh, any kind of coffee ice cream. I'm a big fan of. Mm-hmm. I got a coffee brownie one recently, um, but it wasn't actually very good, which is crazy because uh, usually those kinds of things are very good to me. Yeah, this- I have right now in my freezer, I have a pint of, it's like a blueberry or it's like a blackberry crumble ice cream. So it's got little oh, like, that crumble pieces delicious. in it. It's got blackberry. It's really good. You know, any of this ice cream would make a great reward. Oh my God, I almost said review. Thomas, any of these ice creams would make a great reward on the television program Survivor. Huh? That's You know what, Jake? I couldn't agree more. I gotta ask you, Thomas, yeah. did you watch Survivor 43 last night? I put the feline in my hand, looking like a chia pet. And you know they get green if a flower on their neck, if a flower on their neck. Bet your goddamn ass that I did. Oh, Sorry for the coarse language. I'm just so excited about this season of Survivor. It's finally back. Survivor, everyone's favorite show. This week's episode was called Live In. And I think we can all agree, very good episode but- title. That's a great episode title, especially given the context of it. I was kind of bummed out that they didn't do the exclamation marks in, in the episode title. They just did the letters. Because it is a tattoo that our good friend Cody Asenmacher has on his bottom. Uh, and that's very funny. Cody, I would say, is the breakout star of this first episode. Um, yeah, he got a lot of, he got a lot of footage this week uh they do the intro with a bunch of clips to get to know everybody i thought this was really well done i really enjoyed this uh sammy don't call him zane goes to byu that was fun to learn i did not expect him to be a mormon yeah uh mariah does want to make friends and she wants to go for pizza and coffee afterwards what'd you think of that well i she I, didn't she imply that she would do that if you helped her get the million dollars yeah. I feel like I would rather just have the million dollars. Mm. Think about all the pizza and coffee you could buy, though, for Mariah. Yeah, but, like, if I had a million dollars, I could buy as much pizza and coffee as I want. If I had a million dollars, I'd buy you a green dress, but not a real green not dress. A real, that's not cruel. a real green dress, that's cruel. <laughs> uh, Sammy is a pet cremator slash business owner slash hybrid. Did you see them, like... Uh, drop each one of these as he said it on his talking head on the bottom third. Every time he was like, this is another title I give myself. They added it to his, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. They're doing the, De- they're doing the Debbie route with they're it. Doing, I'm a fan they're doing of the that. Debbie thing. Yeah. I like that. This yeah. guy, like Sammy, I think has been entertaining, but is also one of those guys. that's like, this guy's full of shit in, a, in many different ways. The 19 year old is full of shit. Who's lying about yeah, his no age. Way. I can't believe I'm you actually a 19 year old business owner. My business is throwing pets in the fire. I sell Cutco knives and then I throw pets in the fire. So, Thomas, I've got a new idea for a new segment as long as Sammy is on the show. Uh, It's called Sammy Don't Call Him Zane, in which I give you Sammy Zane updates. 
anytime okay. Sammy comes up on the episode. Uh, Sammy Zane got a new T-shirt on SmackDown this week. I saw that. He's an honorary use. He's an honorary use, finally, officially. So wrestling's good again. Carla talks. Isn't one of the Usos like? Didn't he get like removed from the family? He's like being shunned or something. Mm, not, not that I'm aware of. There was nobody is okay. I th- for some reason I thought that there was somebody on the outs, and that the Sammy stuff was like even more like it was like being rubbed in his face. Oh, um, yeah. Okay, so Jay Uso is jealous of Sammy Zayn and Roman Reigns' relationship. Um, and wants to kick Sami Zayn out of the bloodline, but uh, it's not happening anytime soon. But it's very funny. Sami being there, part of that is so funny. It's so good. It's it is so endlessly funny. funny. It was such a good gag, too, because for like two months, as he was part of the gang, they would all get new t-shirts, and then he would be like one or two behind each time. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, we're not going to give you a new one. And then this week, Jay Uso ripped the shirt off of him, and Roman Reigns was like, I never want to see you wear that shirt again. The Bloodline shirt that didn't feature him, and then he was like, because I got you a new one, and it said the honorary Uso. Apparently, it's selling like gangbusters, Sami Zayn says on Twitter. Yeah, Sami's a, Sammy's a superstar, and this Sami is also kind of a superstar He's and you know what i am actually realizing something what's that um, so we so, so what are two things that we know about sammy we know that he's mormon because he's going to byu and he's a pet creamer we also know that he is a business owner <laughs> what does what do those two things usually entail together Pe- uh, a mormon and a business being owner a business being a business owner mormon business a Mormon if you're not business. familiar with this, Mormons are, are very into multi-level marketing schemes. Okay. No, I did not know that. Um, so he almost certainly is in, in some sort of MLM, and that's why he's a business owner. Well, good for him. Because it's both a product and a business. I don't know if you know that. Hmm. Tell me more. It would be really funny if he was trying to get, like, everyone inside. It's like, you guys heard about Herbalife? Like, <laughs> it's actually really cool. Uh, so Carla talks about how she's had a hard life, but nevertheless, she persisted. She didn't say that. I just thought it would be funny if I said that. She's had a hard life and, and made it through. I like Carla a lot. Every, yes, every time she I also like screen. Carla a lot. Big, big fan of Carla. This is a pro Carla podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody says he's already spent part of the million dollars, so he really needs it. I thought Love I was, it. I thought I wasn't going to like Cody, but I kind of really he's do. He's great. It's hard. It's hard not to. He doesn't I, let you not like him. I said in our Survivor DM on on Twitter, uh, but he is like if the coconut vendor from uh, Survivor Thirty was actually competent. Yep. Yeah, that guy's like he's competent. I think he's gonna be a good player, and I think he's more in like the Keith zone. Keith, but maybe a little more strategic than Keith. Hmm. I can see that. Uh, Janine is the first one to talk to Jeff. She talks about her dad, who is a sweet potato, sweet potato farmer, uh, and he. Uh, they watched the show together when he immigrated from China, and well, she was growing up. Uh, James says that he has been watching since Richard Hatch was sitting in that tree. I loved that callback. That was that was good. That's for the real fans, you know. Yeah, the real heads like us. Yep. Mike Gabler. Watched Gab- day one, like me. I've been watching yep. every season when they yep. aired. That's like 
Because remember, Thomas, way back in high school, this is for the new listeners who don't know this, every day, every Thursday or Friday, the day after Survivor would air, I would come up to Thomas and I would say, Thomas, did you watch Survivor last night? And that is, of course, where we got the title for this show. And he would always say, yes, I love Survivor so much. Yeah, and the then, answer was always yes and not no. And not why do you keep asking me that? <laughs> you know I don't watch it. And then we, we would talk about it for uh, the rest of the day. Uh, whenever we got the chance and weren't in class, um, and then we said, "What if we made it into a a a, a, a podcast that people are pe- people are doing podcasts now?" And we said, "That's a great idea." Oh, seven years, by the way, this month we've been doing this thing. Crazy. Where does the time go? Hmm. Good question. Justin Timberlake might have the answer. I do remember it. It does feel it doesn't doesn't feel like it's been that long, but I very specifically remember. The house that I was, I remember in my bedroom in the house I was living at at the time talking to you initially about it. And I was like, ah, yes, that was definitely 2015. Yeah. I remember the uh, studio apartment I lived in with an ex girlfriend <laughs> and, yep. and recording on our, what I'm going to call is a walk in closet. Um, it was just, you know, the hallway to the bathroom. Uh, but now I'm moving into a house in two days, and Thomas lives in a house, and we both own our houses, so we're good. A couple of homeowners here. Yep. Uh, Gabler says he start. Excuse me, Mike Gabler. Gabler says he started watching when his kids were being created. I didn't like this. No, I do not like that phrasing at all. Mikey Gabe's Gabler. Gabler, as I guess. Yeah. I think that there's more nicknames should be added to it. Every time his name comes up, it should be longer. Mike, Mikey, Gabe's, Gabler, Gabler. <laughs> um, yeah, don't talk about your kids being created. Like, especially not the first thing that comes out of your mouth. On the I think show. it'd be really funny when you said when my kids were created and then you, you winked at somebody. <laughs> that might save it. That might turn it. It's either going to make it a lot worse or a lot better. So you should try it. Mike M.G. Gabler Gabler said, when my kids were being created, and then Sammy, don't call him Zane, was like, and then soon they'll be cremated. And then he also winked. It was very weird. (laughs) Uh, I know a guy. It's me. (laughs) It's me. It was me the whole time. (laughs) Also, how do you feel about Amway? (laughs) Uh, Noelle talks about uh, losing her leg. Uh, and what it's taught her about life. Big hero music swelling as she was telling her story. I love Noelle. I think she's great. I'm really excited I do. For her. I think that if she keeps, like, I I think that I need to see her just being around, being normal more, because all I've seen is her give, like, inspirational speeches, and it's like, you gotta, you gotta tone that down a little bit at a certain point. But she is very inspiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff then puts a lot of the onus on the players about how this game is played and creating a community. I, I, I think I don't, this seemed new, but I also, I like it. I think that was a good decision. Be like, it's up I to don't you know. guys. Jeff's so fucking annoying now. I wow. Like, he wow. talks. Okay. He literally talks like Locke talks about the Island about survivor <laughs> now, like fucking just like. Survivor is like a fun show and it's interesting. I think that we don't need to talk about how, you know, how Survivor is actually really important. It is. I don't know if you know this, but Survivor is like very important. He's the heart of Survivor. Like how Locke was the heart of the island. Yeah. You got to be more like uh, Ricardo Salpert and (laughs) be less like John Locke. You need to like buy your own bullshit a little bit less. Be, Be subtle about it. Do you think Ricardo Selbert didn't buy his own bullshit? 
Well, he was like he was like cryptic. He was like purposely very like uh he didn't give you too much so you could fill in the rest because when everything starts to go bad at the end of it, he's just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Was Ricardus Albert cryptic or was he just a hot person with really nice eyelashes? Both. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeff gives 10 points to yellow for tribe spirit. Um, this was stupid. <laughs> You're yeah. not Dumbledore. Get out of here, Jeff. Yeah, like, honestly, I think that one of the problems now, and I get it, like, you're trying to have fun at work, you've been doing it for a long time, everybody knows Jeff Probst, Jeff was not trying to be friends with the contestants when no, the show started. No, not at all, and I think that, well, there was one situation in which he was desperately trying to be friends early on in the show, I think we all remember that reward, um, but yeah, it's oh, so for the where they go to the bar and watch yeah. the episode with him? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, like I like I like more aloof, like professional Jeff. Yeah. Uh, so then they they get into the reward challenge. Uh, they have to make a big cube out of some boxes, and then uh, the winners will get a pot, a machete, and flint. Episode number one, you know. Uh, yeah, so, that's that's right. So then they they also have to get the flint off of a pole, right? Uh, this was a cool challenge. I thought that was fun. Um, I really liked that there was a point where they had to all run in the jungle to get some of the boxes. Uh, and there was like a drone shot of the people running through the jungle and then it like went around and through the trees and then out to the people still on the beach. It was cool. I think they've done some really cool camera work this episode and it's very promising for this season. Yeah, I thought the production was pretty good across the board on this episode. How did you feel when Cody figured out the trick to get the flint inside the bamboo to get it off that pole? It, it was pretty neat. Like it's, it's, uh, you know, a cool moment for, again, like, I don't think we knew what to expect with him. And it's like, Oh, this guy's like very good early indicators for him as like a guy that has a chance to be in the game to, to the end, you know? Yeah. I, I, uh, he looks promising. I should say, uh, over on the Fessy tribe, Cody talks about how winning set the tone for the tribe. Cody is very high energy, and he says, while watching the show, he realized he had the jewels to not only compete, but win. This was a point down for Cody in my book. Yeah, a little overconfident. Uh, they all do their introductions on the beach, uh, and then they have trouble building the shelter. Um, yeah, okay, that's the Fessy tribe. Um, Michael, MG, Gabler, Gabster, Gabler, uh, is worried about being the old guy on his tribe, and then they have to do the Savier Sweat Challenge that we love so much. Sammy, don't call him Zane, offers to dig, but they go with the brain teaser instead. I like this brain teaser. Very cool. I did too. Over on the Coco tribe, Geo offers to dig since he feels that he lost the challenge for them. Ryan joins him, and they come up with a plan to find the supplies faster. Uh, oh, they made an X. That's right. They made an X. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, they find it in 30 minutes. Very impressive. Meanwhile, back over on Baca, Sammy figures out the trick to the brain teaser, combining the number 5080. Not combining. What am I trying to say? Separating. Yeah, they, there was the number 5080 in Bones. 
in bones. You can remove two of the bones. You have to make the largest number that you can. Yeah. And you can only move them once. Uh, then he made them into 51, 511,810. Wouldn't have gotten there. That's that kind of outside-the-box thinking that makes you a successful pet cremator and businessman. I've been, I'm being told that Ryan thought of the X. It wasn't whoever I said, Geo. Ryan, yeah, Ryan came up. That's what I said. I'm being passed notes from our producer in the background. Oh, okay. Ryan gave... Um, I have to give Also, Ryan I, I don't know if... For the X. I, I think it had happened by this point in the episode. I, I could be wrong. I'll, I'll defer to your notes on this one if I'm jumping the gun. But I do like that um, one of the, one of my favorite things someone did in this episode was Sammy lying about being 19. Yeah. Don't tell people you're a teenager. Yeah. T- Sammy did say he was 22. He was like, oh, I'm 22 if anybody cares. Yeah. It makes a difference. Like, I think it's smart. Yeah. He wrote, I'm 22 if it matters. <laughs> six foot I don't know why people care <laughs> uh, back on the Fessy tribe Cody makes a hat out of palm fronds very fun very cute Noel and Justine vibe because they're similar ages I mean fair you know if I find out somebody was born in the early 90s I'm like hell yeah if I find out somebody was born in the late 80s get the fuck out of here yeah you probably didn't even grow up watching Spongebob yeah you idiot Get the fuck. You were probably too old for SpongeBob. You were probably watching Rocco's Modern Life, which yeah. I was slightly too young to get, but then yeah. came back to later, and it's a good show. You so probably watched you. Mad TV or something. Get out of here. You probably played PlayStation when you were already a teenager. Not me. Yeah. I would never. An early 90s baby. Somebody born in the late 90s? Get the fuck out of here. Why are you so young? You think Xbox 360 was the first gaming system? Nuh-uh. It was the Nintendo you PlayStation. You not not having the internet. Yeah. We, we had very uh, different internet back in the day because we were born in the early 90s. Uh, just like Noel and Justine, I, probably. Uh, Cody, Jesse, NECA make an alliance. I like this alliance. I like all those people. Sure, yeah. Uh, and then Cody targets Justine because she is in sales. Uh, he, he, he was stoked because there's a stereotype of salespeople that he can exploit. Uh, meanwhile, Cody is also in sales. Yeah. So he knows. So like he does know and he's, you know, using it to his advantage, but he's an elevator salesman, which is a hilarious job in Hawaii. Like (laughs) what does that entail? Like, oh, We're running see, out of places to put elevators. I see you're building a building. What if you bought this elevator? Like, what? <laughs> what do you do Those every elevators day? are looking pretty old. I bet you'd like to have them replaced. Yeah. Uh, but he only told them he works for an elevator company. Okay. Uh, Jesse is laying low and seeing who naturally clicks. Jesse, dark horse. He's, uh, he's, 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 Jesse is looking promising. You know? Yes. Uh, Sorry, I was just thinking about how Cody is basically the Gary Hawkins of this season. Yeah. <laughs> in that he lied about his job. In like a in like a very yeah, lied about his job in, in like a very kind of dumb way, but yeah. very entertaining way. A completely unnecessary way. Yeah, I, I had the same thought. The, the best Gary Hawkins lie was him being like, I actually went to Central at the same time as Gary Hogan, but he's a different <laughs> guy from me. 
Yeah, there are salespeople at my elevator company, but I'm not one of them. I just have the same name and look yeah, as one there. of the salespeople. People do sell elevators there, but I'm not in sales. Yes, there is a man named Cody who looks exactly like me, who has living tattooed on his butt. But so a lot of people are named Cody, and a lot of people have tattoos. Parallel of- thinking. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Uh, meanwhile, over on the Baca tribe, uh, Owen goes around telling everyone he'll let them know if their name comes up. Fine, you know. Ellie talks about her sister who died. Uh, Very sad. Janine, Mariah, and Ellie make a girl power alliance. This seems so promising, right? Yeah, it's definitely... One of the notes I took was, never pitch gender alliances this early. Don't do it. It never works. (laughs) Over on Coco, Cassidy wants to play like a fox. I don't know what that means, Cassidy. We didn't get a lot of Cassidy this episode, and I think it was better for it. Why do you say that? Because I think she's annoying. It, was she the one who likes to manifest things? Yeah, she was the one who was talking about like manifesting and all that shit. That's great. And was like, I'm clever like a fox. I'm going to trick people. That's great. Lindsay, Carla, and Cassidy make an all-girls alliance. Uh, Lindsay is working on pulling James into that alliance. He says... James says he wants to be the king, but is feeling more like the pawn. It's something yeah. along those this lines. This is very yeah. much the producers be like, make chess metaphors. You know how chess? You know how you play chess? This is also a game that you're playing. Um, They're both strategic games. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> I miss, I miss um, NBA players being on the show. To just, NBA champions making metaphors. I'm survivor. trying to drive to the hoop on this one. Yeah. Well, when I uh, won a NBA championship with the Portland Trailblazers, uh, it was actually a team effort, and me and Jason yeah. and Ty are a team in the same way. He's just gonna for my pass tribe. Me the if rock. it's the last shot of the game, I want the ball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but jokes on him because Ty had the ball all along. Co wrong. Great season. Underrated. People are coming around on Co wrong. Finally, though. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was a really good season. I think once they realized like Michelle's actually very good, they uh, they were like, oh, okay. Yeah, we'll we'll keep watching Korong. So would you agree uh, Korong is good and you are happy with the outcome these days? Yeah, I endorse everything that happened. Thank you. It only took seven years. Yeah, six and a half, right? I think Korong was our second season. Uh, Baka is having trouble making fire. Uh Sammy then explains that he's not killing the animals he cremates. Did did we think that that's what cremation was? Yeah, that you throw live. I mean, I guess you could technically cremate something that's alive. I, I guess, but that just feels like murder, which is a different... That's a different thing, Sammy. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Sammy, because he does have a lot of experience with fire, makes the fire and... It's very exciting. Then Ellie and Michael Gabler, Gabster, GB, Gables, Gabler bond over... Mikey GG. Mikey GG of Mike Gabler, Gabler fame. And Ellie bond over... Mikey Good Game, GG, Gable, Gabler, Gabes. <laughs> um, I loved this because, one, they the first band they mentioned was Mastodon, which is one of the bands we're using, or one of the artists we're using for... Yeah, oh my god, I didn't even, what a, what a, what, how serendipitous. Right? 
Uh, and then the other band they referenced was Dead Kennedys, which was, I think, the first band we used to intro this yep. show. It's uh, like poetry. It rhymes. It uh, really does. Also, this is very good. Like, nice pull from her strategically, but she was just like, oh, my sister liked metal, and this is a band that my sister likes, so I'll just yeah. throw this out there. And then it was like, well, I know one metal band, so we're just going to say punk bands now. Yeah. She's like, I know metal and punk. Like, these are two very similar genres. Um, I had the same reaction to that that uh, that uh, Mikey Good Game had, which was also just like, ooh, yeah. I like Mastodon. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Over on Coco, Carla and Gio bond over being gay and Latino. Carla thought she was going to be the first one out, but seems to be doing pretty well. She is a major player in two big alliances. Yeah, I think she is going to go far in this game. I hope so, but my worry with Carla is everyone else is recognizing that as well. Yeah, maybe... maybe uh, doing a little too well too early. Yeah. But maybe, I don't know. It's so hard to tell with the first episode. Like, I, like, maybe she's playing like the Mike White game where she just talks to everyone and everyone tells her everything. And he, you know, uh, does with that information what he will. Maybe that's her plan too. And if that, if everybody thinks that they're her bestie, you know, that's great for her. But if everybody that's the realizes. That's strategy. Yeah, just right. vibing with everyone. Oh, the Capybara strategy is such a good... That's such a good name. Um, the uh, But if everybody realizes that she is also everyone else's bestie, she's out next round. Like, that's so hard to balance. I mean, if you're not, like, making moves against anyone, I feel like you can get by doing that. People can... people. I feel like it usually takes a little further into the game for people to recognize someone is playing that yeah. broadly socially. I mean, Sandra did it twice, so, and, and, what's his name? Mike White did it pretty well. The only reason Mike White didn't win David versus Goliath was because he was a Goliath, <laughs> and that wouldn't have been, like, he's already a rich man who's already That's famous. Right. Like, it would be silly to give him a million dollars. Um, I, I, I feel like he sh- it, if, uh, if he weren't Ned Schneebly, he would have won that season. Yeah, and you know what? He's doing fine. He's probably yeah. made over a million dollars off of White Lotus alone. So yeah. didn't he just win an Emmy? Yeah, he just won an Emmy. And he referenced Survivor in his Emmy speech. Emmy Wonderful. Speech. We love Mike White. We stand Mike White on this podcast. Oh, we should really do a... We should have watched School of Rock after David versus Goliath. Oh, that would have been great. Or we could watch like Orange County, which he also mm-hmm. wrote. One of my DVDs uh, that I've never watched. You know how people are always like, oh, I buy books and then don't read them for several years. Uh, that's how I am with DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just see a DVD for like a dollar at a thrift shop that I've never seen. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll buy that. I'll watch it one day. Orange County is one of those. This, you're walking in. You're like, what up? I got a big cock. Oh, look at this DVD. <laughs> Popping tags. Yeah. Okay. I. Uh, yeah. Why? Um, why? <laughs> I can't. Let's get back. You weren't ready for that. Nobody's re- nobody's ready for a, a, a thrift shop reference in 2022. <laughs> I want you to go on Survivor and just make like 2009 Macklemore references. The, the, 2009 Macklemore was off the grid. He was he was grinding to. He was making mixtapes. Mm-hmm. On the Seattle streets, mm, what was his name? Mike Gabler? Yeah, realized. Yeah, he was still uh, 
metabolizing uh, thinking that he was gay in the third grade. (laughs) Look, I'm not gay. (laughs) Because you can draw? Is that right? Because he knew how to draw? I think it was literally just like, I was sensitive, so I I thought I was gay. Yeah, fair. Look, the early 90s were... It literally was. like I think the one of my... Pop star is really good in general, but the <laughs> I'm not gay, but if I was, oh yeah, <laughs> pop star the the Adam Sandler gay people movie. should have equal Andy rights, Samberg. and it's like they can get married. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great movie. Andy Samberg should get on Survivor too. Andy Samberg, Macklemore, uh, Mike White can come back for a second time. Just do Survivor, but for um, charity. Now it's only twenty six days. It's probably a lot easier to. Yeah, bring back the Celebrity Survivor that I didn't watch. Has that aired yet? Yeah, I think it's over. Uh, what was that yeah, called? Yeah, do it again and get them. Get Andy Samberg, get Mike White. Um, what was that show called? Into the Wilderness? No. Something like that. Um, celebrity Survivor. Um, and you know they're um, Beyond the Edge, it was called. Wow, how could I not remember that? Uh, their NBC yeah, is doing a show similar. It's called Survivor. Beyond the Edge because they have you uh, 2s The Edge on there, but oh. not just him. Yeah, The Edge and also the rest of U2 is on the show. Yeah, that's right. The drummer that they all hate is on there. That they all like, even though he's a good drummer, they're always like, he's the worst musician of all of us. He sucks. We're all cool. Uh, do you want to guess who won this show, Beyond the Edge? <sighs> I don't remember anyone who was on it, so I'm going to say Nick Cannon. Uh, Speaking of people who are very specifically not gay, like Mac Lamore and Andy Samberg in the movie Pop Oh, did John Travolta win? No, it was Colton Underwood, who, uh, who actually did come out as gay after being The Bachelor. Oh, okay. He also uh, played defensive end for Western Illinois Community High School and Illinois State University. He went undrafted oh, in Illinois 2014. State. Uh, played for the Chargers, Eagles, Chargers, and Raiders on their practice squad. Um, he also is, uh, I think he's bad news for some reason. But I don't remember why. Oh, oh, okay. oh, he stalked a woman. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So he won Beyond the Edge. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Congratulations to that stalker. Yeah. Uh, Meta World Peace uh, was the first out, apparently. Ray Lewis was a finalist. Jody Sweeten did not make it. Uh, it says everybody who didn't make it uh, rang the bell, except for Ebony K. Williams, who rang the bell due to a tooth infection. Ouch. Yeah. Um, okay, well, good for Beyond the Edge. I'm going to forget about this show as soon as I close the tab, and I literally already did. Over on the Fessy tribe, Jesse tells his story about uh, getting into a gang as a teenager. Cody and Jesse show off their tattoos to NECA, and NECA thinks it's very fun. I really... I think that Jesse is going to go far in this game also. Me too. He's going to be the one driving the Camaro at the end of the series or whatever remember breaking bad yes camino was it an el it was an el camino right it was an el camino yeah um yeah uh 
Justine tries to make fire. She's manifesting the fire. What's that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> 40, season 43. We need to come up with a title, you know. 41 was Dawn of a New Era. That was the initial title before they decided to just go with numbers. I don't know what they named 42, like the audience, you know, but I feel like 43 should be named uh, the Octopus's Manifestation or something along those lines. Because <laughs> everyone yeah, sure. is manifesting this season. Everyone's doing manifesting. Everyone's doing manifesting. They're doing mindfulness. <laughs> One time I was, uh, this is a, a second act I'm going to bring up now in this episode. Um, but one time we were walking through a Walgreens. By walking through, I mean waiting in line to check out. And uh, there was like a People magazine, some magazine that was like promoting mindfulness. And she like rolled her eyes and she's like, I've been practicing mindfulness for years. <laughs> and I was like, have you? <laughs> You're very dismissive of the whole practice just now. <laughs> I love gatekeeping mindfulness. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the funniest thing happens. Uh, the shelter collapsed, uh, and then that somehow started the fire. So you could talk all the shit you want about manifesting, but it did actually work. Until the fire then went out five seconds later. Yeah. You can't say it didn't work. Just, it didn't work for <clears throat> very long. Yeah. Then a boat pulls up to their beach, uh, and they all pick somebody up. Uh, Carla goes for Coco, Dwight goes for Fessy, and Mike Garbster, Macklemore Gabler goes for Baca. Mackle Mike Gabler, Gabster. <laughs> she mackles on my Gabster until I Gabler. <laughs> mackles on my cave, call that Mikey Mike Gabster, Gabler, good game. <laughs> this is the dumbest bit we've ever done. <laughs> It's just so, I, I really, just the image of Mike Gabler, Gabler. Oh, that's it. Oh, that's his nickname? You Where'd it come from? You could have just, you could have just done his full name, not have the nickname, and everyone just calls him Gabler the whole time. We, it's happened before plenty of times. You made a whole thing of it in your biggest season, season 40, when Sarah Lucina was like, why don't you call me Lucina? You call men by their last name all the time. And Jeff was like, hey, good point. We'll call you that. And now Mr. Macklemore comes in and is like, you can call me Michael Gabler, Gabe man, Gabler. Get out of here, Don't call Gabler. me late for dinner. Uh, so they go to this journey, as they continue to call it, not a summit. I guess this is three seasons in a row now that they're calling it a journey. So I guess we have to. Speaking of journey, were we? We were talking about journey earlier. We were talking about journey. We don't need to rehash it. What yeah. we talked about about journey, it was not anything important. <laughs> they walk to the giant rock in the ocean. It's very slippery, uh, the rocks they're walking on. Uh, Carla talks about growing up poor and getting the Bill and Melinda Gates scholarship and then being the first of her family to graduate. Uh, again, I mean, we've already said, but Carla's great. Uh she went to Berkeley, right? We have two people that went to Berkeley. Oh, did, I didn't. I didn't catch that. Who else went to Berkeley? Uh, the what's is it? Is Jesse the former gang member? Oh, did he go to Berkeley? I thought he went to. He went to Berkeley and then he went to Duke for Duke. political okay. science. Okay, I, I was gonna say I thought he went to Duke. Um, the Blue he Devils. Went to both. Wow, people love school. Not me. People do love school. Not me. I fucking hate that shit. 
And I'm marrying a teacher. Can you believe that? You love yeah. what you hate. Opposites attract, you know? <laughs> so that's what... Speaking of... Uh, speaking of Journey, that's what... Uh, former uh, co-worker of Journey bassist Randy Jackson said, opposites attract. Yep. Her and DJ Scat Cat. So how did you like the change uh, to the risk slash not risk their vote game? Where they all do it together? Um, I think it's positive, but also I think that they should just stop doing this for a little while. Yeah. Give us a chance to miss it. I think it was an interesting novelty. I don't want it every season. I definitely think it's an improvement, but this still seems like an unnecessary step in the whole game. No more prisoner's dilemma. Yeah. We've imprisoned enough people. At least nobody this time went, oh my God, that's the prisoner's dilemma. (laughs) Uh, Carla does not risk her vote, but Dwight and the Gabe man, Mike Gabler Gabler, risk theirs. So they have to each reach into a bag and pull something out on advantage or the loss of their vote um this felt more i don't know well produced than the past two seasons i guess that's all yeah, i'll say i don't them it. being separate it was all really annoying because it was just like they would just talk about it for a long time i did like that they had to pull the lever or whatever for it but like it just took too long oh the the in 41 and 42 yeah. Where they had to, yeah, the ship wheel. They had to cover each person individually doing it, and they took forever. Yeah. And it was like, all right. And then it's like, why Why did we go on this whole journey to then just immediately separate again? It's, it's just, yeah. I Again, I, I think it's an improvement, but we don't need it. Uh, Fessy Tribe tries to make fire again, and Justine finally gets it. Talking all this shit about manifesting, but here we are. Justin got it again. Dwight returns and tells them exactly what happened, but somebody doesn't trust him because he's dry. He says that the water was up to his shoulders, which it was. But he's like, how can you be dry already? Was that Cody who was talking shit? Uh, Might have been. Okay. I don't remember specifically. That's fine. Uh, Gab. What's his name? Gab. Michael Gabler tells him tells them exactly what happened also uh, and he got an idol that is good for the next two tribal councils how did you feel about him being open about the whole process and telling them what he actually got I, I think it's the right move like I do too everybody's gonna go Early there eventually so why would you lie about it uh, that's just going to come back to haunt you if you lie about it. Uh, just like lies in real life. VeggieTales, ever seen it? Yeah. I know Bob the Tomato. <laughs> uh, He's my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> At the immunity challenge, Jeff reveals the new idols. Uh, they're two people who are wearing cool clothes. <laughs> They're just like two cool punk rockers carved You're out of wood. Two cool friends. Two cool friends are the idols. Uh, they have to crawl through the mud and then take they t- uh, hmm. Then dig through some wood chips, then under a log, and then up a ramp, and then they do one of three ball mazes or table mazes or whatever. You know what I'm talking about. You watch the show. Uh, James loses his pants trying to get up the ramp. Very funny. 
That shit doesn't happen. You don't see Magnus Carlson losing his pants. No, good stuff. Classic content. Little spice to what was otherwise a kind of bland challenge. Uh, speaking of Magnus, Thomas, have you been following the the chess controversy? Um, I know that that guy like quit, but what was the other? What what was the actual controversy? I don't really. I, just, I don't I, care about chess. I mean, except for James, I do care about James. Yeah, of course. Um, something about they. I think it's Magnus Carlson who is like the number one chess player in the world has accused this up and coming guy whose name I can't remember right now of cheating somehow. I don't know. It's very confusing, but everybody who follows chess is freaking out. There's apparently a whole, uh, sub, uh, genre of pop culture. That is chess competitive chess. Anyway, so that's what's going on in the world of chess. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up before next week so we can talk about it next time James makes a chess metaphor. Uh, Michael Gabler Gabler beefs it before even reaching the ramp. That was very funny as well. Again, good stuff. Um, I, I have a note for this challenge mm-hmm. uh, that I just said. Uh, can we get a creative group challenge like one time? This one was creative. But it's, I mean, it was, I think the individual parts were all fine, but it's just the same shit. Can we not have a fucking relay? Well, no, um, we can't because it's the only, it's the great equalizer relay braces are the great equalizer. And this one, they at least got to choose between three different table mazes at the end, which was kind of cool. Like having to make that choice is fun. I think it's, I, I have the same problem with it that I have with the Prisoner's Dilemma thing, where it's like, it's a better tweak on something that I'm tired of. Okay, why don't you go to Fiji and make the challenges then, Thomas? <laughs> I don't know what you're being defense. like, every year we complain about this. <laughs> well, you're going to just do a basketball every single episode. Yeah, if they want to do basketball every time, that's fine. It would be cool. Three team basketball, six on six on six basketball. You know, uh, what's-his-name is doing the Big Three League, but what about this Big Six League? I just want a more focused challenge. I want a challenge where they do one thing. Mm. That would be fun. That would be a good change of pace. Jeff's always trying to change things so nobody knows what to expect. And they used to do it. Yeah. Like, the show used to do that. Right, that's why we're always watching old episodes to to remind uh, Jeff Probst to smarten up. Bring back the old challenges. Um, the Gablin man, Mike Gabler Gabler, makes a speech and says he's going to play the shot in the dark because he lost the challenge for them. This is a part where I was re- regretting picking him when this was happening. That is like, fair. Dog, what the fuck are you doing? I did not follow this strategy at all. Nobody wanted to vote him out. I wanted to vote him out. I'll tell you that right now. I wish I had quantum leaped into one of their bodies and taken out the gab man. Uh, Mariah becomes the target because of her poor challenge performance, despite the fact that she did very well in the immunity challenge. And Sammy I think and they're Gabler just tired are of her. And you know what? Me too. Wow. Okay, well. How many articles of rainbow clothing can one person own? Okay, Thomas, you have to understand. They do not dress themselves. The producers give them clothes to wear. 
You can't judge somebody by the clothes they wear. You wouldn't judge a book by a cover. You wouldn't download a movie. You wouldn't download a car. So you can't judge Mariah. I have to assume they have some input on the clothes that they get. Um, I don't know. Maybe you should follow, uh, what's her name, who was on Island of the Islands uh, on TikTok. And you can ask her a survivor question. You've already lost me. Um, Owen also becomes the target for some reason. I didn't appreciate that. As somebody who picked Owen. Um, yeah, he became <clears> the target for the crime of attempting to develop some sort of social game early on where everyone else in the tribe is like, we don't do that here. Yeah, even though everybody's like, oh, it's, uh, I get a good vibe from you. It's um, contradictory. Hypocrisy. It was so bizarre that they were all like, we're not going to try to form alliances because we're just going to win the challenge. Like, And then they don't win and they're like, well, what? <laughs> this wasn't supposed to happen. Before we get into this tribal council, Sam's first tribal council of 43, we do have to discuss these incredible wildlife shots. Alive. We've got dolphin, we've got heron, we've got jellyfish. Very cool shot of jellyfish. We've got other fish as well. We've got a very cool, very cool close-up of a bird, and uh, also a great shot of the big blue octopus, also known as the day octopus. It is not blue. It is in fact an orangey brown. Uh, it can be found between Hawaii and the eastern coasts of Africa. You know that they got in Hawaii, Thomas. Well, well, they've got Cody. They got Cody, and they got elevators. Uh, their mantle is around 16 centimeters, which is about six and a third inches long. Uh, their arms being 80 centimeters long, which is 31 inches. I mention it's orangish brown only because that is what the one we saw on the TV show looked like and what the one on Wikipedia looks like. But they are actually masters of camouflage and have the ability to change their skin color and texture Pretty cool. Very cool. If you ask me. Uh, It is, it most often does this to match the bottom of whatever they're traveling over. Uh, They hunt fish, crab, shrimp, and mollusks. They sometimes engage in cooperative hunting with the roving coral grouper. How long do you think they live? If you had to guess. Hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. 100 years. Um, no, it's a, it's about 12 to 15 months. Oh, damn. Well, <laughs> I was going to go extreme either way, and I went in the <laughs> wrong direction. When you said one, I was like, oh. Um, they may... Okay. Okay, this may happen only in captivity. I'm not quite sure the Wikipedia article was. Of course, hard to read because I don't know how. Uh, but... Mating can become cannibalistic. And also, uh, the... the oh my God. The males can mate with so many females that the suckers on the edge of his webbing expand in size for two to three months until he dies. I think that's how we all would like to go out. Am I right? Absolutely. Right, absolutely. Uh, the females will remain with their eggs until they hatch, and then they themselves will die. You know? They got it figured out. Octopi. 
Yeah, come on now. How do you think they rank on the IUCN red list? I bet they're like turbo endangered. Uh, again, you went extreme the wrong way. Least concern? They are of least concern. Oh, that's a relief. Yeah. Uh, over at Tribal Council, Sammy, don't call him Zane, says it was all kumbaya at camp and they saw themselves as the final six. Gables, Mike Gables, Gables says that they were supposed to win, which shocks Jeff. This is the Jeff we want to see, you know? Yeah. The Jeff who doesn't take shit from the contestants. Uh, Mariah says they won because they didn't give up. Wrong. (laughs) Moral victories is for minor league coaches. Yeah. Sammy says moral victories don't mean anything in immunity challenges. Owen says he's had enough moral victories with the teams he roots for. And Thomas, I'm sure you relate to that as a Lions fan. I do. They won a real game last week, and it was way better than the game that they didn't win. That was a moral victory in the first week. (laughs) Ellie says it's about who has made an effort to work with her. I don't think I like Ellie very much. I don't know yet, but I'm leaning towards more negative on Ellie. Ellie's the, the therapist, right? Yeah. Maybe no more psychologists on the show, huh? Yeah. Two seasons in a row. Yeah. Um, I actually think therapy's fake. So, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go that far. I just think that I don't need any more. In the same way that I don't need talking heads about how this is like a basketball game or whatever. I don't need them about how like. I'm actually about? my superpower is like talking to people. My superpower is make, making basketball metaphors. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Janine compares the validation needed in the game to the early days of dating somebody new. I related to that. I was like, I get it. I've now I feel like I could play survivor. <laughs> uh, and then they vote and Mariah gets voted out. Uh, four to one. She gets all, she gets all the votes against Owen's one vote. Um, so how do you feel about, um, them targeting a woman of color in the first episode of Survivor again? Um, I mean, I think if you go broad strokes with it, sure. But also I think that Mariah was specifically very annoying to me and I'm fine with it. Wow. I think it was bad. Um, and they should have voted out your man, Michael's Gables Gabbler, uh, because he I, fucked I up think the they game. want to keep him for physical stuff. Like he's a big guy. Like I really think that's it's not more complicated than that. Was Mariah not able to open that bridge and cross that bridge without issue? Oh, but Gabler. Yeah, had, but you know, Gabler tripped that's over not his be every own challenge feet. that they do. <laughs> yeah, you you make a good point. <laughs> Gabler tripped over his own feet, but Mariah uh, d- didn't successfully do everything she needed to do in the challenge. Okay. Yeah. Correct. Uh, she had to be perfect, Jake. <laughs> and she was, and that wasn't enough either. Um, no, she needed to be more perfect. Gabler running over himself in that challenge uh, reminded me of the uh, shootout at the end of Collateral when Tom Cruise shoots out a window and then there's like an office chair, like a desk chair <laughs> that topples over and he tries to run yep. over it and trips over it. <laughs> Same energy. Uh, And they were the same age when that happened, when Tom Cruise shot that scene and when the Gabes uh, did that on the challenge. So, Thomas, congratulations. You gained a point for Mike Gabler. Gabler surviving this 
episode. I got a point for Owen surviving. I got a point for Carla surviving. You got a point for James surviving. I got a point for Jesse surviving. And you got a point for Noel surviving. So that's good. Um, we both got point for Flint. You said Baca would win immunity, which they, of course, did not. I said Fessy would win immunity, which, of course, they did. So I've got five. You've got four. Let's guess what's happening next week in everybody's favorite segment called this one. Um, what do you think the reward will be? Um, I'm going to say it is going to be... It's probably... I'm debating whether it's going to be food or it's going to be something for camp. I'll say fishing gear. Oh, that'd be good. I'll, I'll go with the old standby tools to build a shelter. Who will win reward challenge? Good question. I need to go pulling up Survivor Wiki so that I can look at what the tribe names are again. Coco. And who's Baca, on the tribe? Vessi. I'll say uh, Vessi. That's uh, it's actually Fessy. The Fessy tribe. Thank you. Uh, I'll I'll go with Coco. You know, just something new. Um, who will win immunity? Um, I'll say Coco for immunity. I will stick with the Fessy tribe. Six strong men who are all close to each other. Uh, who will be voted out? I'm going to say your boy Owen. I really wish you wouldn't. I'm going to say uh, Geo. Okay. Uh, no challenge this week, I don't think. Uh, oh, do you want to do a probes pros? We got to do a probes We got to do a The fans demand it. It's everyone's favorite new segment. I love how every time we do a new segment, it's everyone's favorite segment. Our fans are so great. Yeah. It's our favorite, so that means it's everyone's. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a couple weeks off from Survivor recently. So this probes probes is called Survivor R&R. Thomas, will you give me an adjective? Fast. Hell yeah, like Sonic. A type of food, plural. Chili dogs, like Sonic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and a verb. Uh, ran, or uh, I guess run. And a noun. Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah, good answer. <laughs> An adjective. Um, cool. Hell yeah. A verb. Jump. Oh yeah. A plural noun. Uh, robots. Yes, good. And a type of building. Skyscraper. Oh, good answer. Uh, and the verb ending in I-N-G. Clowning. <laughs> you love that word. Plural noun, please. Down to our final three, so make them good. Desks. Good answer. Adjective. I know it's, it was a plural noun. I know it was a good answer. Yeah. That's why I said good answer. Uh, adjective, I'll say boring. 
unlike this segment. And one more noun. Mm. Bulldozer. I like it. Coming out strong at the end. <clears throat> All right, this is Survivor R and R. Rest and relaxation. Between complete run and run. Yeah. Between completing fast challenges and scavenging for chili dogs, the contestants like to rest and run. Oh, that's what R and R means. A little. <laughs> Some favorite activities are napping, swimming, and lying out in the hedgehog. Hmm, that's that's not I don't know what they mean by that. They should have used a more specific word than noun. Uh, every player has a cool activity of choice, though. Some people play sand golf. Others jump for much of the day. <laughs> Other contestants like to keep useful, and in their free time, they might sharpen their robots or build a convenient skyscraper for the other tribe's boats. <laughs> uh-huh. Um... Or the whole tribe might participate in clowning songs around the fire at night or drawing desks on one another. Oh, okay. Whatever... Weird activities these people are doing. Whatever you're doing, don't be alone for too long. Every minute you're boring is another minute for your tribe's mates to form a bulldozer against you. Oh, shit. Watch out. Survivor is wild these days. All right, so that's Probes Pros, uh, greatest segment of all time. Top. Yeah, this is a good one. It's always they're all good, but this one was especially good. It's really and good. We're never going to stop. Um, oh, and guess what? I've got great news. Uh, once we get through this one, uh, we we've been packing this weekend. You know, we're moving this week. Um, I found a couple of Mad Libs books from my parents' house. Uh, oh, wonderful. So once we run out of the Survivor ones, if we're not too tired of this segment, we've got more, buddy. This is terrific news. Thomas, what is your Twitter? Should people want to follow you while you watch the Lions games? You can follow me at Tom, Tom, probably talking about the Lions, talking about uh, cool animals that I've seen. Oh, nice. All good stuff. Give me a cool animal you've seen. Uh, the, there was like a cool, a deep sea jellyfish that, uh, I saw a post about. Oh, cool. And I was like, that's cool jellyfish. Oh yeah, that gigantic one? That arms yeah. look like linguine? I feel like deep sea animals are either very scary or very beautiful, and there's no in between. <laughs> They're often both. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at D-Y-W-S-L-N, um... Speaking of wildlife shots, uh, the wildlife, they really stepped their game up this episode. I know I said that already, but, you know, whoever's doing it. Saying it again. Keep doing it because you're doing a great job. It's important that we highlight the good stuff so they continue doing the good stuff. We can't all be complaints. Uh, on Instagram at the Only Survivor Podcast, on Patreon at patreon.com slash just podcast. We mentioned the Dream Podcast earlier. Did you sleep last night? I think it's called. I uh, don't know how much that one is. Thomas, is there another one you want to give a shout out to? I think Did You Sleep Last Night is a great one to shout out, so I'm going to shout it out again. Okay, yeah, uh, go listen to that. Um, and if you want to review us on Apple Podcasts, you can do that. Give us five stars. And Thomas, what is the uh, boilerplate review for that one? 
This is my favorite podcast. I like it better than all of the other podcasts. I give it a big thumbs up. Spotify does not allow me to leave a review, but if I could, I would <laughs> say that I look forward to seeing this in my Spotify wrapped. And that's just the simple boilerplate. Uh, you can... you can Anyone easy to remember, anyone can write and, it, and everyone should write it. And everybody should write exactly that and nothing else. Uh, like, for example, if somebody wrote, these guys stink at the beginning of their review, that would be bad. That's a big no-no. That's a big no-no. That's frowned upon. We actually won't even talk to you in real life if you write that anymore, so... That's the new rule. New rules. Um, the dual leap song. Um, oh, well, we do a leap of featuring Bill Maher. <laughs> <laughs> now there's a survivor on celebrities. I'd like to see. There's a celebrity there. Hmm. Now there's some celebrities on survivor. I'd like to see. Can you imagine yeah, dual sure. on Bill Maher on the same Island? Whoa. What wild shenanigans would they All get the stars are here. The, the odd couple on Survivor. Let me tell you. Whatever. Follow us on Twitter or whatever. Who cares? Uh, we'll be back next week with some more Survivor 43. It's a great show, and we're really enjoying it. Have a great summer. Deuces. That's the kind of edgy, incisive humor that uh, has gotten Scott Adams canceled for telling the tr- damn truth. Um, Dilbert's not even wearing a tie in this one. He's wearing like a red pullover. What? Dilbert is wearing like a red polo shirt with a whistle. Is is Dilbert a coach now? Is he wearing a bolo tie because it's company policy? Oh, maybe that's it. It looks like a whistle, though. The one variable guy. Coach uh, Dilbert. Your plan is totally impractical because it will create extra work. Every plan creates more work than this plan, including not being proactive. I hear what you're saying, but I can't support creating more work. I don't. This get is this some great comic. office humor. I work in an office, you know? None of this is making any sense to me. Yep. That's, uh, that doesn't really sound, I, it's like the outline of the joke, like, it's the idea of, like. Yeah. Like, can we make a joke about this situation that everybody's experienced? The yeah, one's not even in this one. Conceivably relatable to someone in the, the broadest possible sense. Right. Okay, and then in some, he's wearing a red hoodie, but then he's sometimes wearing a red polo shirt with the whistle. Punish Dilbert. Where's his fucking fun tie? That's so funny. Yeah, where's his tie? Okay, Dogbert is talking to, um, I guess, Dilbert's boss, who's also wearing a long sleeve shirt and um, a uh, whistle. But this one's orange. The shirt is orange instead of red. Do they Dogbert. work somewhere else now or something? I thought his boss wears know. a suit normally. I'm going, to, I'm going back in time day by day to figure out what happened to Dilbert. I need, Dogbert says, I need $10 million to start an independent ESG rating service. 
Dilbert's boss says, why would I want to invest in your startup? Dogbert says, because your company has low ESG rating and I have no code of ethics. And then Dilbert's boss says, that's the answer I was looking for. Is this for someone? Dogbert Dogbert is evil. He said he has no code of ethics. I guess. I'm done with Dilbert. Dilbert's canceled. Dilbert is canceled for being too boring. <laughs> He's canceled for the same reason <laughs> was. Hey, yeah, it's not even. Wow, you're the one that you have to believe your own words now. <laughs> well, I, I, it's not actually in the episode yet, so it's let's see if it even shows up. Oh, I, it's a bummer that all this Dilbert talk isn't gonna make it in. I know everybody loves Dilbert to talk about Dilbert. Smarten up, probes.